Hello, hello, and welcome to episode one of Small Town Pizza Theater, a podcast hosted by myself, Nate Elliott, and my beautiful wife, Bailey Elliott. We are so stoked to bring you this podcast. It's something that we've been talking about, and it, in a lot of ways, it feels like it's the culmination of so much life experience and so much conversation and talking in the car and 10 years almost of being in love so five years of marriage five years of marriage two almost three children we're stoked this is going to be a fun thing that we're gonna we're gonna give a try and hopefully it'll be around for a really long time um but before we dive in some housekeeping i not enough podcasts say this listen to this on like at least one and a half speed yeah like you're kind of a kind of a maniac if you're not listening to your podcast already on one and a half speed but I promise you're going to enjoy this more if you're at least one and a half speed. Two times speed, like you're a little like extra good at listening to podcasts, I think, if you're doing that. But yeah, help us get to the point, you know. Yeah. But brush us along. <laughs> definitely one and a half speed is just gonna make your your listening journey so much better. Um, but yeah, this this podcast is gonna be probably a little different than a lot of podcasts you listen to. There's not going to be it's not a true crime podcast where we just It's true. <laughs> where we just um, break down a case every time. It's not, there's not the same theme that you might see with a normal podcast. Instead, we're going to have different episode types. So some episode types that we're talking about and we're exploring are um, what you're going to experience today, which is called Does It Slap? And we're going to break down different types of art and answer the very important question, Does It Slap? Um, so today we're going to be breaking down an album. But on other other episodes, we might be do we'll be doing audio journals for our kids, breaking down the life of married people with children trying to afford to do anything and um, enjoy their lives. Um, and also, we might have like I'm exploring a dad related podcast, and it's going to be kind of an experiment, a an, a creative outlet for Bailey and I. Totally, yep, something we can do together because we're already just talking to each other all the time. Yep. So. <laughs> Um, this is Does It Slap, uh, music edition. We're going to break down an album, Coming Home by The Dangerous Summer, but a quick disclaimer before we dive into things. So we don't know anything. Yeah, so we're not like, <laughs> we're not exactly qualified, but we think we're smart, and um, I think that I'm good at knowing what is good music. And We like music, if yeah. that's a qualification, and we really enjoy listening to albums as they were intended. Front to back, song by song. Yes. Figuring out what the artist is telling us. So we want to talk about what we think about. Yeah. I'm kind of a maniac and I tend to think that what I think is right is the truth. And so this is a, an expression of that delusion. Sure. Yeah. So good way to put it. Yes. We're going to just jump into things. Um, we're going to figure it out as we go. So the most important thing that I would say is if you're a listener and you have feedback, let us know. Um, we don't have an email yet, but we'll set an email up eventually. Totally. And also, if you're listening to this, probably you know how to get in contact with myself or Bailey. So just do that. Yeah. But enough rambling about the show, I think. Um, and let's dive into this. So, Well, I, I'd say before we start, uh, listen to it. <laughs> It'll make a lot more sense. Yes. What we're talking about if you've listened to this album. Yes. Um, yes. Let's jump into that. I'll... Some quick background, The Dangerous Summer, they're a, 
this is Bailey. Before we before we got started, Bailey asked me how would you describe the genre. I would say they're an alternative emo rock band. Yeah, that seems. They're like punky, but not whiny. They're like alternative, but like a little like heavier, but then like really emotionally driven and like deep music. I tend to think like yeah, I, I think they're pretty badass, but that's just me. Um, but the their band they they've been playing music for more than 15 years they got started back in 2006 actually in high school um and they put out their first album reach for the sun in 2009 they put out two more albums um and in 2014 they actually broke up and they went on hiatus one of the band members um sort of was kind of a deviant ended up in prison um and so that when they broke up and then three years later he went to prison and the band re reunited without him. Um, and they've been making, honestly, they've been making bangers ever since. I think, I don't know this guy, but whatever le leaving the band did for the the rest of the band, like I think it brought some really great music along because the three albums that they've made since he went to jail, <laughs> I've truly enjoyed. So they put out a few albums in the last five years. So they first they put out The Dangerous Summer, self-titled album, very good. They put out Mother Nature in 2019. All of those albums were on Hopeless Records. That was their record label. After Mother Nature came out, um, it looks like their record deal was over. They explored, experimented a little bit with their own record label. They put out an EP on their own record label um, in 2020. Um, and then this year, they put out coming home which is an album it's 11 songs it's 38 minutes front to back um they put it out on rude records they have some sort of distribution deal i don't know exact i think it was a little bit creative how they they did it but they put it out they put out a few singles coming home all i ever wanted was a chance to know myself um sideways and someday but i think that's enough background um this is like the part now you have some context i would say stop Go to Spotify, go to Apple Music, look up Coming Home by The Dangerous Summer. It'll take you 38 minutes. And in 38 minutes, um, come back and we will jump into things. Okay. It has now been 38 minutes, hopefully, and you've listened to the album. If not, no worries. We are going to just dive right in. And, and the quick overview of how we're going to review these albums is we're going to break them down, break down the songs, give quick thoughts on everything and um, kind of banter a little bit on what we like, what we didn't like, things like that. And, um, then we're going to, we have a rubric that we've put together that we'll use to grade, um, the album and give it a grade and then we'll answer a very important question. Does it slap? Um, one quick note, <laughs> I, I failed to mention this in the disclaimer, but you might not believe this. I <laughs> full heartedly believe this. There's a difference between what you like and what is good. And we're going to try to be objective in what is good versus what we like, because there can be good music that you don't like, and there can be music you like that isn't good. And that's okay. We're going to try to rate this on what is good. And yes, I know it sounds insane, but I think that I know what is good. And I, that's crazy. <laughs> Nate has been called the tastemaker in have. the past. Okay. He holds on to that very, yes. very tightly. People ask me for music recommendations and Bailey. Bailey and I are... I think people care about our opinions with music. So we're delusional enough to 
do this, um, maybe you care as well. Enough about nothing. Song number one, the title track, Coming Home. Bailey, what'd you think? I loved it. I think it's a great title track. I think it's great intro into the album. Uh, very true to their sound and um, uh, totally makes you think about what it is. I mean, it's coming home. I mean, I, I'm picturing myself. I find myself listening to it, picturing driving back to where we're from. Mm. <laughs> which driving is, back to Freda, Washington, in the middle is, of nowhere. Which can be a pleasant experience. Um, but a lot of a lot of deep lyrics in this track. A lot of um, I don't know retrospection. I guess yeah, within that, himself. That's what I thought. I thought that this song sets the tone for the album really well. It introduces some very deep questions of like faith, dreams. What does home mean? Where is home? And it seems to be sending the album into a very reflective, almost meditative zone of like just a lot of. I think there's a lot of reflection in this of answering big questions. I mean, they've been making music since they were in high school for what, 15, 16 years now. Like the lead singer, he's a dad. The there's, there's two members of the band that have been working on this for a long time, AJ Perdomo and Matt Kennedy. And they recently brought on their touring um, guitarist and their, um, touring drummer to, I think, I don't know if they're full-time members of the band, but they made this album with, with those four, but the two Matt and AJ, they both have gone through, like Matt just got married, like just this year. Um, AJ is, he's a dad, like they're coming into their thirties. They're, I don't know, they're becoming like that middle age, like in a lot of growing up. Yeah. And they're, they're answering the questions of like, who am I? Where is home? What do I believe? Like some scary questions. And I, I appreciated that. There was a, a line in there that um, really resonated with me. I think at least this feels true to me. Like as you grow up, lots of things change. And there's a line, it says, I'm carving another dream for myself. And that hit home for me as like, you grow up and you think you know everything, you have everything figured out. And then the dreams that you fell in love with or that you built your whole life around they aren't what you thought they were or something happens and you can't have them and you have to carve another dream or you can just kind of you just kind of sit in it so that i i like the the way that this first album or the first song sent the album into like a really retrospective place i agree and i think that the lines that resonated with me in this song was um uh, like you said, um, talking about dreams, but when he says, I'm coming home, I can taste it. And I think that it's so true of like, it's in all your senses, not just yep. what you're, you're visualizing and you can taste home. And I think that where the dreaming happens, carving those dreams for ourselves happens when we leave home. And then I think when we come home, we realize how much we have changed yeah. and how much time has passed and how, much we've accomplished in our time away from that yeah. that safety place of home. Yeah, because it, it is true when you go home, your what you're doing now is compared to like very. It, it's an interesting thing. Like you once you, when you go to your parents' house, at least this is true for me. Like you become the kid that you were when you lived at your parents' house. Yeah. When you go back to your hometown, 
or wherever home is, like you become who you were, or at least your brain, I feel like goes back to that place. So then you're, you're looking at your life from like this outsider's perspective and whether that's what you wanted it to be or like that changes becomes really, really clear. Yeah. Well, let's, let's move to song number two. This is, I love this. <laughs> There's a TikTok um, that says, I'm like, that's mother effing bars. And I thought, I think this is a banger. Yeah. Um, all I ever wanted was a chance to know myself. This feels like classic The Dangerous Summer, like big, like I was reading, reading somebody ex- like talking about their music and like anthemic, like anthem yeah. style music of like, kind of just like, I don't know, just really intense. What do you think? Well, I think they that AJ, I mean, in the band in general, they do that a lot. They're kind of like, and singing anthems um i agree this is the song that stuck in my head from this album this is the song that i find myself singing i have found myself singing these past few days um and i think that it's because it is it's the vibe i don't know it's it's totally them and i think they're really even after all these years they've made all these albums for so long this is like the most true to themselves sound that i heard on this album totally yeah there was this just like it really resonated with me this point in life where you don't exactly recognize yourself yeah and it's funny like i wrote this in my notes before i had that word anthem and i'm reading it, it's like this is an anthem for deciding to take the reins and go wherever you want to go like you look at it's easy to grow up and like you wake up one day and you look in the mirror and you're like how the hell did i get here yeah and who am i and is this like even where I want to be and where I want to be going? And this just feels very much like almost like every day you have to decide to like get to know yourself and be true to yourself. And I don't know, this, this song was just great. I would, I mean, I haven't talked to the, <laughs> I, I wasn't there when it was written. Yeah. However, um, what the lyrics lead me to believe is this is a pretty retrospective song as far as, Looking back saying, I don't know what I've become. I got lost along the way. I'm too tired to run. So now I'm fighting for figuring my, you know, figuring this out. And I think that this song is totally about like looking back, figuring out where you've come from and then pushing forward and fighting the new fight to to get get her done. Yeah, there's I was I was looking back at the the lyrics and there's there's a part of the song at the end when um he says, I'm way too far to be going backwards now. Yeah. And then it cuts to this like really badass um, guitar solo. Mm-hmm. And then um, the next line is, but time rolls away. All the mess I've made, we've done terrible things. We've lived terrible ways. It all falls away because life is changing. Um, I've done terrible things. I've done terrible things. I throw my hands up in the air. I don't know what I've become. I got lost along the way. I'm way too tired to run. I'm fighting out here. I'm fighting out here for life. Like just that, like it's crazy, but like time makes so much of it not matter. But like what matters right now is I'm fighting for this and I'm like, I'm, I've come way too far from where I was to give up now. Like we're moving and we're, we're gonna, we're gonna deal with all the mess that we've made and we're gonna figure it out. Well, and if you look, if you listen back to previous albums, 
it references a lot of drug use yep. references a lot of just um even that like infidelity there's yeah there's this album does hit on a lot of yeah, deep a lot of things. like monkey behavior and so yeah. when you listen to this album i really got the feeling like oh not only are they coming home they're growing up yeah totally which totally. which we i feel like empathize with because all of a sudden we're grown-ups yes and so it's fun to look back and be like oh boy we didn't know anything then and so yes i think that it it hit us in a way it might not hit other people who maybe are still stuck in the monkey business, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. another another banger of a song. That song totally, was totally. I think that where this album's strength lies is like the first, I don't know, the first five songs. I feel or at least the first three songs. We, maybe this is because they put these three songs out first, so I listened to them fifty times probably, and I just think that the first three songs are really, really, really strong. And I think the third song, um, Sideways, is is also really strong. Yeah, so let's talk about Sideways. Um, this song, um, I don't know the word for it exactly, but I feel like this song makes you get stuck in a feeling. You're stuck in kind of a loop, because it says, and everything is sideways quite a few times throughout the song, and it really kind of puts you in a, a trance almost. In a trance, yeah, and I really like that aspect of this song. Kind of a break from the two heavy hitters at the front, and then this one kind of comes in, just helping you kind of feel feel some vibes, which I really really liked. Yeah, I really like the vocals on this. Yeah, I feel like this was a chance for AJ to like really. That's pretty. Yeah, <laughs> the song was really pretty. No, yeah, that, that, that's how I feel about it. I do really did really enjoy appreciate the drums on this. Yeah. This song. Ugh. But I don't honestly have too much to say. Yeah, like I said, one. just kind of a vibe uh, puts you into a headspace. I think that is really nice. Um, you could, if you're taking Devil's perspective, you could maybe say this is song's a little repetitive. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like I said, like maybe that was intentional. As yeah, that kind of it like, kind of it felt intentional to me. Or I, I was, I was drinking what they were drinking the Kool Aid. Drink, I was drinking the Kool Aid on this one. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I feel it. But also, like, if this was the only song that they had released separately alone, like as a single, I would have been like, "Oh, this is kind yeah. of, kind of a, a filler track, yep. if you will." But in the order of the album, I think it makes a lot of sense that it's here, and I like, I liked it. it yes, great. that transitions us well into the fourth song, "Dimensional Love," and yeah. I. Like this is one song that I didn't. It didn't hook me. I've listened to this album. I don't know, probably ten times at least at this point. Yeah. And it probably took me until the seventh or eighth time to really feel like I heard this song. Like, at least for me, the way that I listen, I listen to music a lot of times, and I have a hard time picking up lyrics, and so I have to listen to it a lot. But like, the I don't know after I gotten more familiar with it and it started to feel familiar it really started to feel like i don't know just really fun and mm -hmm. maybe that's not the right word but like just bouncy like yeah i don't know it's it's a love song that's not like a stereotypical love song i think it's not like a sad love song it's not like a whiny love song it's talking about like it's like kind of a meta love song like talking i don't know it, it feels like taking a, a bigger perspective what do you think no i i agree i i found it enjoyable 
it's not like my favorite song on the album by um, stretch, but the lyrics are really deep on this one. So I feel like it gives the listener a lot of room to interpret as you want, um, which is a nice thing about songs. Sometimes you're not forced to feel exactly what they're feeling. You can kind of take it open to more open to your own personal interpretation. Yeah. I do like the, I do like the, yeah, you're right. It totally is. It's a little vague. Um, I do like the, the instruments on this song a lot. Yeah. Um, but like just some of the some of the lyrics make it seem very like I think I'm on the verge of it. Um, I'm still finding my sound. Um, there's nothing to give or nothing I or I won't fail you now. Um, in like dimensional love, inventional love. It just it just seems like he's exploring this idea of like what it means to love someone and like taking a like an internal perspective on that you know it's yeah. not it's not just like i love you i want you i need you i you it's like i'm figuring out the things that i need to do yeah. or the person that i need to be like i still can't explain the chasing watching the crashing of thoughts the science of giving in he's like something is happening to me yeah and i'm trying to get to the point where i can be somebody that can love and can like like that growing up, like be that person that can be like a partner in life. Well, and I, I wonder too, if this one is about romantic love or if it's about like becoming a dad, yeah. like loving a child. Like that's what yeah. I, when I'm saying it, I yeah. feel like it's open to interpretation. You can take this song and you can apply it to any person you're trying to and figuring out how yeah. to love. No, that's, <laughs> it's funny. Bailey is so much smarter than me. Oh, it, I'm smarter than Bailey in some ways, but like when it comes to things like this, this that's just like right over my head. But now that I've Bailey said that, I'm like, oh, this is clearly to me about being a dad. Like he's But you wouldn't know anything about No, I wouldn't know. <laughs> I mean obviously I don't. I, I clearly can't figure yes, out this. Do. But like it's a to it's a different thing. Like he he's talking about like something different and he doesn't want to mess it up. Yeah. And he wants to be the person that can and like he has a daughter. He has like He wants to do it right. He wants to do it right. And yeah, I think that that's that's an interesting interesting theme and um yeah i i enjoyed this song i wouldn't say this like the strongest song um but a, but but a yeah like great one also enjoy it very much um it's not so much about enjoying it but like it's not a bad song it's it's, it's an, quality it's a quality song mm -hmm. um now this is this is where things get really interesting i think song five big green eyes i want you to talk about big green eyes so all of his music up until this point which I really enjoy this band. I'm not quite a, as obsessed with them as Nate is, but um, has there hasn't really been a love song that seemed like a healthy love song. Yeah. And I think that's pretty fair with all the other stuff that the, he's been going through. With Honestly, there just talks about drugs a lot in this music. So mm. I feel like he's kind of getting clean and starting to actually have a commitment with somebody. And this song is totally like a I love you woman song. And I just love we, we women, at least I, and <laughs> many of my fellow ladies cannot resist like a panty dropper like this yeah. song. Are you kidding? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Your big green eyes. Like, ugh, what is it? If I There's can't no be more, the hand yeah. that you hold, give There's me no fire. There's no more shine in rock and roll if I can't be the hand oh, that you hold. It's like, oh, and I, I listen to this and I'm like, oh, he finally settled yeah. down or he finally found somebody. 
who gives him uh, yeah. uh, inspiration it, and passion. It's very clearly like this is about his girlfriend at home. Like yeah. I'm up all night a million miles away, um, but I don't think my heart can stand the pain. Yeah, it's like a hey there Delilah situation, yeah. and I'm here for it. Yeah, I think this is like <laughs> this song is going to get dedicated to a lot of women yes. who happen to have green eyes. If I yeah. mean, you can stretch it if they don't, but I feel like this song. I'm like, oh, this is totally like, hey babe, I heard this song and it made me think of you. Like yes. classic love ballad. This is I'm I'm not. I think hey there Delilah is like a pretty cheesy song. It's like great, whatever. But like this feels it's just like a well done yeah. ballad. Like it's a well done love love song the melody is really catchy and beautiful fun to sing along to um but it's also so simple it's just a guitar like them and yeah this is this is where the album takes a turn like if you're you're kind of like in the zone with this album and this is the first time it's i think really challenged you to step into a different place yeah i've never heard him sing like this no this is definitely like there aren't songs he doesn't I think this actually fits with his voice really well. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, this is different. Like, this is not the rock song that you think you expect him to, to play. This is, is a love song. Like, yeah. It's an acoustic love song, and I think it's it's really badass. Beautiful. Um, I think like this is the one. This is a song, on there that like if there's like a sleeper hit in here, that like could be, in a movie or yeah. like that just like sneaks up on us in five years as like a wedding song or something like this. Totally. I will do. Would you like to know something kind of hilarious um, that I was thinking today? I was listening to it. It's if you want to take a more man centric approach to this song, big green eyes could be talking about something else, a different, (laughs) a different body part. Oh my God. And it'd be just as romantic to me, but sure. um, not to women. We like <laughs> we like the eye shit. We yeah. like the like. It's not about your body or your even your beauty. Yeah. It's just looking into your your soul holes, which are your eyes, yeah, and your your, your true person inside. Oh. We women cannot get enough of that stuff. We love oh. that. Men like your big green eyes and your other um, your other eyes as well. Oh so um, the next song, Gold Star. I'm gonna be honest. This 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 song is kind of kind of meh to me. Yeah. Um, I think like I just like the dangerous summer, so I'm trying to separate. Like, I'll listen to like they can spoon feed me just about anything. Like, I don't enjoy their second or third album. Can't do it. But like this sound that they've developed is is just really hard for me. But like, I'm trying to remember in my head. Well, it, I'm I'm thinking now how it starts out. And it's just kind of like, it's kind of cheesy. Well, it, it feels a, a little unoriginal to me. Um, yeah. Like, like they have a formula. Like, if someone were to make a parody of this band, this is like a song they'd write because mm-hmm. they would take all the same elements that they've used through all their albums and they would like plug in the guitar, plug in the keyboard, plug in the drums and be like, this is a Dangerous Summer song. And I'm just putting in. Some sort of filler words. However, I mean, not the lyrics aren't bad. Like, I feel like we're giving this one hard, hard rap, and it's a great song. It's just in comparison to the other songs, it's a, w- a little weak to me. Yeah. Again, another one that's almost like cheesy in the melody and sense, but um, there are some really pretty lines in yeah. here. There, are, like I, um, like I get my silence from my, um, from my father. Oof, you know, a couple the like stoic walls to the heart I have. I'm right. Light them on fire. Just give me time to burn. Like, 
the Dangerous Summer, they don't write garbage. Like, yeah. they're not garbage songwriters. I just felt like this one didn't. I didn't appreciate, like, I didn't feel like the arc with this song yeah. as much. You it know? didn't capture me emotionally. And I and it almost was too vague to the point where I wasn't able to attach it to any specific event or thought in my process in my life to remember even yeah. what it sounds like off the top of my head. I have to listen yeah, to it again. Yeah, that's, 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 that's actually, that's how you know. Yeah. It's like it didn't capture me enough. Like it's. I couldn't sing this song for you right yeah, now. Yeah, like I know I'm, it's taken me like work to get it back in my head. Yeah. Um, and that's how you know, like. It's just not, it doesn't have the, the staying power of yeah. the other songs. It's got the whole soul in the heart, but maybe it's just the melody or something. It's not clicking with me. Mm-hmm. Um, jump into the, the seventh song on the album, Meet Me in the Morning. This is where I have like mixed feelings about this. <laughs> this is a this is a vacation in Mexico song to yes. me. He's drunk on a beach and he's attempting to speak Spanish. I don't know. It, it, it kind of cracks me up a little bit. I don't. I don't know who vibes with people speaking, having their chorus be in a different language and yeah. just like having just Americanized but accent of it. I will tell you, I found this one like couldn't get it out of my head. Actually, very catchy. I think it's the repetitive rolling. Honestly, I just feel like he's drinking like, I don't know, a tequila sunrise on the beach and just watching the waves roll and like letting this melody go through his head over and over again. That's just... It, it did exactly, I think, what it was written for. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, is it the song I'm going to turn on in the car, like the first song I want to listen to? Yeah. Not me personally. Yeah. But I think he definitely, it, it's true to the sound of the band. The Danger Summer wrote a song in Mexico yeah. or some Spanish-speaking country. And yeah. I, don't know, I think I think that this song, um, this song is one of those songs that when I'm listening to this album a year from now, will have become one of my favorite songs. Oh, yeah, potentially. I like that. it's one of those songs that like doesn't stick out to you at first, but then like am I even gonna butcher it? But like the Meet Me in the Morning in Spanish just like sticks in your head and you're like, damn it, get out of here. No, it's like Dora the Explorer <laughs> for yes. me. Like I I this is a song I can pull the melody right yeah. up to my head. unlike Gold Star. Like yeah. this one comes right back up to me. Yeah. Well let's we're gonna take a quick break and we'll come back and finish out the last four songs and we are back okay we've reset ourselves a bit we did a little got the got the melodies back in our head refreshed our our mindset and we are back with song number seven meet me in the morning or do we just do that one we're doing song number eight song number eight polarity my love what did you think of polarity this is a deep track to me i feel like it's not one that jumps out at you as being it's not particularly catchy it's not um like anyway not catchy yeah it's not it's not a single it's not for the radio this is for your heart yeah it's <laughs> actually like this is a great example of the i bring it back to that first that first the first song on the album coming home and part of it that album i think really set the tone for me about what this album is about and it's very interesting to hear this coming from him because like if you just listen to like a lot of his other music like he's not he's a deep guy but like you can tell like i don't know he he's a (laughs) 
he seems a little bit like a wild man in some ways. Yeah. Like he's living the rock star life, mm-hmm. you know. But this album, it presents like some real questions about like faith. And yeah. there's like a, a line in here that really stuck in my head that when I listened, I was like, whoa, like we're we went on a different like level of depth in this album, like answering like asking the big questions, like the line and God's up pulling plugs all night with Jesus, but I still can't understand just why they need us. Like, yeah, that's some big questions, like some heavy questions on like, what is the meaning of life? Why are we here? Like what? Those are some, some big ones. And like, those aren't questions. Like that's something that I think is like really beautiful about a song. Like it's like, that's not a unique feeling. No. But like putting it in a way that like can resonate and like, I don't know that, I don't know, like maybe I'm supposed to feel more sad, but like, I don't know. It's just, there's, there's a depth here that like asking a lot of questions that are not easy questions to answer. Yeah. And I feel like this is the first time in the album where he really kind of addresses the feeling of not knowing how to handle death. And I think that nothing makes you think about that more than actually like birth and new life. So I think this is also kind of a, uh, echo back to him becoming a dad and kind of figuring out like what are we even here doing and i think this song's actually super awesome um yeah yeah it's I, a song you gotta listen to like yeah, you don't just is, put up this, this is a background music no. this is a sit down and feel it yeah this is a song that like it's about i think in a lot of ways it's about him finding peace with mortality well think, things he can't control yeah yeah and not having the answers and trying to carry on through that yeah. yeah, this is this is one of those. Where I'm like, ah, oh, read the lyrics. I'm like, I don't. <laughs> Nate doesn't do sad. No, it's too. This is actually this is too sad for Nate. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't need this. The dangerous. I love the sad Nate stuff, and Nate's like, you know what? That's just too much for me. Yep. Can now move on. Okay. Next is wide open. Wide open. I I want to hear what you think about this song first. So this song it starts off just you're just jam into it yep. like yeah this is great this is great the melody is not as strong mm-hmm. in this one so it doesn't really this is actually background music to me yep. <laughs> the other one polarity i feel like it's not this one is like oh i just turn this on and just jam out to it while i'm doing the dishes or something this is great song for me the lyrics are very deep and still very beautiful and definitely not a throwaway track by any means but it's not um i don't know this is just a really good more <laughs> this is a good more way yeah. wow this is um, another great way of him expressing art, sharing feelings, um, and just having it sound cool. Yeah. And I'm going to have to, like, not disagree with you, but this song felt kind of like a miss to me. Yeah? Yeah. Like, there's there's not a strong melody. Yeah. There's, it felt like, this al- this song didn't feel done. Because the yeah. strongest part of the song to me is the last minute, right. which sounds nothing like the first two minutes. And so I think like there, I enjoy actually the last part of this, like the less I hold, the more I resonate. And it's just that over and over. And then like the instruments stop and he's like yells, the less I hold, the more I resonate. And like, that was the first time in the song that I was like, oh, I feel something, you know? Yeah. Oh, this is exciting. The first part of it, like, there's not really like a true, a very strong chorus at all. Like the chorus doesn't feel like a chorus and I love the dangerous summer, but this was like, 
if I took us had to take a song off the album, this would be it. No doubt, like easy, pull it right off. Yeah, like could have done without it. Like I don't hate it, but it just doesn't. I don't think it adds much yeah. to the album, and it's not my art. But if I'm giving it, if I'm trying to be critical, that's this is the part where I feel like the wheels fall off a little bit. Yeah, and it's actually interesting because I think that I was reading something. There's like sort of like three acts to this album like the first three songs like bangers and then i almost would put like the first four songs and then dimension or big green eyes but like dimensional love and big green eyes like they kind of go together like sure. dimensional love is like this big love song like this big song about love yeah. and then big green eyes is like this real like it, it's like the other end like this really like soft powerful like acoustic love song like very much about a person and then like gold star and Mimi in the morning and like what like pull it wide open like those fit into kind of like these like i don't know like just kind of jam vibey songs yep. like that's where i feel like the album falls apart is in the middle yeah it doesn't have the strongest middle but then you get to the end and you start getting to these like terribly sad songs like not bad sad but like just really deep songs and so like polarity being cut off from someday and goodbye with wide open yeah i would have flipped them yeah like that float isn't exactly the best you know yeah because like polarity is this song like we just talked about like learning to deal with grief and loss and then we're talking about like i don't know like this song that just doesn't feel like it has that much of a point yeah it's kind of it's too it's too wide open. <laughs> too wide open. Um, so yeah, that would be like my big gripe with that. I don't want to like beat beat a dead horse. So let's just move on to ten. Yeah. Someday. Which is another just tragically sad song. I think. Yeah. Like, it's not so much a sad, just like almost depressing. Well, I think that he is. It shows the the growth of this artist through the years. And I think this is a very honest, raw song about mistakes made and about kind of like the piece of crap you used yeah. to be and the piece of crap decisions <coughs> and the piece of crap way you treated somebody. And yeah. I think it's actually pretty like, I like, I don't know, songs can all be about the same thing. I love this one's about something that a lot of people don't usually talk about is the like the really shitty things that they used to do or they've done. I feel like it's really open and honest and raw song. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I like this one a lot. Yeah. That, I, this song is like, it's just, it's, yeah, it, it slows it down a lot and it's very self-critical, I think. Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just rough. <laughs> it like, shows a lot of self-awareness. Like, yeah, like a lot of people who act the way that this song is portraying the, the person who the song's yeah. about would not admit to or recognize these behaviors. So I think that it's really a deep song. And then as a woman listening to it, I'm like, I just feel really, I don't know, validated. I'm like, yeah, damn right. You didn't treat her right. Someday yeah. maybe you'll learn how to treat her right. Because yeah. that's what happens in relationships. You don't treat someone right, they leave. And so I think there's a, there's a lot of regret in this song. There's a lot of growth listening to it. And I think that's yeah. one of the, I don't know, I really liked the song on the album. Yeah, there's just like some of these like lines that just pack a punch like she's nothing like the ones out on the road and someday i'll learn to treat her right like mm -hmm. like that that's you don't 
that's like a level of honesty i feel like you don't yeah, see it's very a honest yeah no i like it yeah. there's also one line in here that <laughs> like like when we're driving all alone she lets me go in her mouth she puts up with everything like, what? <laughs> like do we need that i don't know <laughs> yeah like <clears throat> i'm gonna let you speak your truth and i think it's a whole sort of hilarious and also like a little crass <laughs> yeah just like a little crass we're gonna we're gonna like, all right okay we knew you were like we knew you were scumbag we don't really need to go into that yeah. much detail sir good sir no yeah. but this is a really good song yeah but it's also like she puts up with everything i come home at 4 a.m just to cuddle up like love getting high with you and then talking about the patterns on the floor and dreaming of a life outside the city and someday I'll learn to tree write. And this is like one of those examples where this is an interesting thing about songwriting that I never realized, like the importance of like repetition. Yeah. And I know you have like, a, you're not like the most, the biggest fan of repetitive songs. It's true. But this song, like someday I'll learn to treat her right is almost like, it's almost like he's like affirming it to himself. Like, yeah. It's like beating it into yeah, himself so someday, or the, someday, or the listener someday. beating it into the, and I don't know. It's a psyche. And I, I don't, that's, it's kind of one of those things where I don't think you can write this song while you're in that, yeah. that place of being. You gotta be on the other side. Yeah. It's all, it almost feels like a letter to himself in the yeah. past, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, such a good one. And the last song, song 11, Goodbye. This is, um, I'll let you, you start off. So as, um, well, I want you to talk about it because I don't, I know this, you don't really like to talk about death. Yeah. It's actually like probably big fear number one for me. Totally. And so um, this song is about losing people. It just kind of goes through different stories of people that he's lost along the way. And um, I just think it's really great. <laughs> and I think that he really encapsulates the feeling of like, goodbye being this big thing that's kind of unavoidable i really love the melody in this yeah it's beautiful yeah like he does there's the thing about this song is like it's horribly sad and a horribly sad topic and like i don't like i don't like death really freaks me out but like just the way like he sings i'm lucky for the pictures on the wall i'm lucky to be standing here at all I'll see you when the music starts to fade because none of us completely go away. Like he sings that, like I would encourage you to go back listeners, go back and listen to that song. And like the way that he sings that isn't sad. Yeah. It's very hopeful. Yeah. It's hopeful. And like for somebody who is like deathly afraid of death, like I don't, I don't like it. It it's like a hopeful way. Like that, that line before he goes basically into the chorus to, to end it, he says, because none of us completely go away. And that's like hauntingly like goosebumps. Like, because he's talking about these people that he lost. And a lot of them, it seems like they're his friends he grew up with. And like, yeah. that's a scary thing about growing up is you start watching the people that you knew. And that's a weird thing about growing up is you, you see these people every day in school. And then one day you go to this thing and you throw your hats in the air and you never see them again. Like some of them you never see again. And that's really like kind of tragic that these people that helped form you, you never see. And like, you never get enough time with those people. And you just like, that that memory doesn't go away though. Like, yeah. and I don't know. Like, I just, I appreciate this song. Like I could have done without 
having to deal like address those emotions but um i if we're gonna address grief like i appreciated how he addressed yeah very hopeful i was surprised you were just like nope not gonna talk about this song because that's usually your approach (laughs) to talking about grief but i agree because he makes it so hopeful and because he does talk about how grateful he is for the life that he is living and that he is still alive and able to keep swinging it's um it's a really really cool song well we have spent 30 40 minutes breaking down every song let's use our rubric and let's start giving it a grade yeah what's point one point one this is a five part rubric um we're just going to call this enjoyment cohesiveness production lyrics and quality enjoyment was it pleasing to listen to is this something that people could enjoy music can be incredibly technical and like incredibly like well done but not be something that people want to listen to or want to like music should be something that you can return to mm-hmm. is this something that you can return to absolutely how, how would you like grade it if you're giving it like even just like a letter grade like we'll give letter grades for this rubric mm. how what grade would you give it for enjoyment i would give it a b okay say more about that um i would give it a b because there is you do kind of get lost in the middle mm-hmm. it can be a little taxing to listen to because the lyrics are so deep and some of the mel- the melody lines are not as like uh, generous, I guess, or as easy to listen to. You have to kind of work for it a little bit. So that can take the pleasure and enjoyment out of something yeah. sometimes when you're like, okay, I got to like, what's he saying? You know, what was that line? Um, that sort of thing. But I mean, I really enjoyed the places that it took me mentally and the, the things it made me have to ponder and think about. I really enjoyed getting to revisit some past thoughts I had as well as feel some hopeful themes so i gave it a b because i think it was it was really great and also a little bit just like another dangerous or a dangerous summer album a little bit to me yep yeah i think that's a pretty good pretty reasonable grade i I would probably go more on the b plus side of things because i think that the like the variance of song type is enjoyable like because you have the bangers like the the first four or like there's like five songs on this album that like if you're on tiktok it's like the nickelback like like your <laughs> prison's gates won't open up for me like yeah they're like you clench your fist it. yeah you lean into it like this is a banger but then there's also some like really beautiful songs that like can take you to another place and so i told i i i'm not all in on it being like a a plus but b plus would be my grade which is pretty close to yeah. Where you're at. I think trying to keep my like personal affinity for the dangerous summer out of that, but like being able to have have some back and forth. And I just know that like personally I've already listened to it front to back like tons of times. Right. But it does kind of fall. The the bottom falls out a little bit in the middle. Yeah. And so yeah, that loses some some points there. Um which Leads us perfectly into cohesiveness. Did the album have a cohesive arc, a theme, a story, a sound, and did it flow well? Was it intentionally pieced together? I thought yes, because I feel like this album, in a lot of ways, is very true to the sound of the old albums or past albums, but this one had a new, had themes I was not expecting from this artist. From what I'd heard in the past, I was like, oh, this is about growing up. This is about falling in love and all the many forms of love and about losing people. And so I think it was actually very cohesive. I think it was totally, um, 
totally its own I, as far as diversity within this within the album different song types i think they did a great job of that but i think it was very cohesive i don't think there's anything that didn't didn't fit yeah i think that cohesiveness like definitely has different different aspects of like cohesive theme like a plus like yeah. cohesive theme they explored different different like ideas within this within this coming home like the sense of coming home and like coming home to yourself coming home to reality coming home to like where did we go after like yeah all of these questions like definitely cohesive theme i felt like the flow could have been a tiny bit better like Like you said switching a few yeah like i may have just rearranged some of the song or some of the songs um i I felt like it it was almost like um um what's the word like the only example that i can think is like when you have a carton of eggs and you take too many from the back and then it's like off the balance is off off. balance yeah like it was heavy weighted too much to the front yeah i can't think of the words (laughs) but it was i don't know it was like (laughs) (laughs) what are you speaking here uh but it was just like almost waited too much with like the bangers at the beginning. Yeah. Um, which I respect. Like you, you want to get people tied in, but then you could have, I think like strung us out a little bit more and sure. kept us hooked. Like someday is like the one that like drives you to the end. Mm-hmm. But like, it almost feels like you like start at the top of the hill and then move down like the sad, the sad spectrum. Yeah. Like a roller coaster with two big drops. But the first drop is way bigger than the yep. second drop. Yep. Second drop is still fun, but the first drop was yep. obviously superior. Yeah. I might have just done some things a little differently there, but I would say that would be like an A minus for me. Yeah, I would actually just give it a full A. Yeah. I think that the, he made decisions. It felt intentional to me yeah. the way that he did it, whether it was how I interpreted it or, or felt about it or not. I think that I think that it was very intentionally put. So just because wide open didn't hit for me didn't mean that the yeah it wasn't what he's trying to do. But um, production, we don't have to agree on everything. Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> we often don't. <laughs> production value. Um, I thought it was super consistent. It was like, so great. I think I didn't get hung no up complaints. on I no complaint. I didn't get hung up on any bad instrument or you know bad extra weird sounds. I thought it was all just great. I I think that a lot of times in albums, I mean. Maybe this is just a personal thing that I don't like is when they have like a lot of talking in it or like yeah. these little filler tracks of yeah. random little skits, little skits or like home video tapes. I just, I hate yeah. that crap. And so I love this one. I just I thought it was so clean. It was yeah. so true to their sound. I don't, it's been what, three years since the last album yeah. they put out and they didn't go crazy. I mean, I like diversity, like I like diversifying and stuff, but I feel like it just was so them and it was so on point. Yeah, it was the it was them without like just making a second mother nature or another the danger zone it yeah. was like a clear evolution but like the production value from beginning to end was solid like especially with was, a new label i was impressed that it was actually yeah. just still solid yeah that, it was really great i don't think we need to go too much into the lyrics we've beat that Such horse great dead. Like, too. wow the songwriting on this i thought was amazing um there's definitely like if i were to give them any negative points it'd be like they tend to fall into the repetitiveness but yes. i think that's so i mean maybe that that would bump them down a grade sure but 
they'll also do that in a very intentional way. Right. Like that's drives a lot of their melody. That drives a lot of their song, like construction, I think. Yeah. Uh, last part, quality. Was this a piece of work? Was this a work of art or was this a piece of hot garbage? Um, I think it's definitely a work of art. Like there was, I think that there was a few things that they could have done to just have it be like next level high quality, which would be like, honestly, like spending a little bit more time cleaning up just a few songs, you yeah. know, like some of the songs in the middle just could have been stronger. Yeah. And there could have been, I would have liked to see like three more songs, yeah. you know, like a 14 song album with like two more bangers. Mm-hmm. Then I think that starts putting it for me in like the next category. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a short album. Yeah. But like, that's fine. It was definitely like, I get and getting too much on like my overall grade, but like, it's quality. This isn't like a sellout album. This isn't, this wasn't thrown together too fast. This wasn't, this was like very intentionally made. And that's what matters. I think like you're creating art, create the thing that you're trying to create. And they were, they created the thing like 90%, I think of what they were trying to create. What do yeah, you think? I totally agree. This is a quality album. Well worth three year wait yep. for this one. This is a great, yeah. great album. I don't think they were trying it didn't feel like they were trying to pull together songs or trying mm. to make it work. I felt like, again, a very intentional album. Yeah. It definitely, like, you don't have to like this music, but this is objectively good music. Like, this is, it might not be your favorite, but it's not bad. Like, right. they're not, they're not bad singers. They're not bad songs. Or, like, the lyrics aren't bad. The vocals aren't bad. The, the instruments aren't bad. Like, the production is about you can't say that this is bad music you can say that you don't like it yeah it's not your jam that's yeah fine. that's okay like there's lots of good music that i don't like or want to listen to very often but like this isn't there's nothing that they did here there are a few things that they did here that weren't like were objectively not good you know so yeah. i i would say very high quality all right which brings us to the, the part that makes me nervous um i i want to know like it's a, it's a tricky spot that we're in with this being episode one is we can't rank anything too high. I know. You know? It's like it's like in, g- in gymnastics. Like nobody can get like a nine the first one sure. or whatever because then everyone else is graded against that. And I don't want to grade this one too high, but I also don't want to grade it too low. Um, I, would you like to go first? No I way. Don't, I don't think I have. <laughs> I don't. Okay. Well, look, why don't we break down how we're thinking about this or at least I'll break down my thought process. Anything in the nines – it's like a Hall of Fame album. You're going to put that in a museum. Like, that's an album you want you you want to show people. Like, that's one that you get really excited about and you play hundreds of times. Like, that's an album that you're listening to in 10 years because it's just stuck with you. And that's an album that the world should be listening to in 10 years kind of thing. And they probably will be. Yeah. I think eights are, like, incredibly strong albums. They're like the MVPs. They won like one MVP and they were all stars, you know, like maybe they didn't quite make the cut for the hall of fame, but they had their face on a cereal box kind of thing. Like in their prime, they were amazing. Um, sevens. They had a couple all-star appearances. Like they were locally famous kind of thing. Like I'm, I'm comparing it to baseball players in my head. Cause that's the best way I can think about it. Like solid performer, like great baseball player. Good. Almost like good. Not great. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. Sevens are good, not great. Um, and then sixes are like solid performer, like valuable, might listen to again, 
-hmm. you know, probably will listen to again, but probably not like in your heavy rotation. Yeah. Um, and then fives are like, oh yeah, that's fine. And then anything below five is like hot, not hot, like just starts trending towards hot poo poo garbage. Sure. Yeah. With that being said, my score. Oh, this is so hard. Oh, this is so hard. Mm, I'm I'm caught between like seven nine and eight two. Mm. I think because I don't think it's definitely not like a Hall of Fame album to me. It's not. I don't think. Like I will be listening to this, but like this is closer to like the Dangerous Summer that album than it is to Mother Nature, which is a Hall of Fame album for me. Because a Hall, yeah. I would say it's like strong performer, but I don't know if it quite, at least at this point, has li lived up to fitting into the eight range. Oh man, this is so hard. What do you? What, I guess I should have gone first because yeah. I already have mine. Okay, then then go do yours. <laughs> no, 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 don't. You already put me on the spot. <laughs> oh, this is so hard. Um, seven nine eight one seven nine eight one seven nine eight one. Uh, I don't want your your thing to your decision <laughs> to influence you. Yes. Um. Maybe my scales off. I told you we can't pick. You can't pick eight point zero. That doesn't work. Um. Trying to be trying to be professional here. I'm just gonna say eight one. I think it's eight one. That's my answer. What's yours? I think that you chose right. Because you do love this album. It's okay. I know you don't want to grade too high, but you love this album. I do. I, th I think it's a great album. Yeah. I've listened to it a lot. Yeah. What is your answer? I gave it, I'm giving it a 7.6. Dang it, Bailey. What? Now you seem smarter than me. <laughs> well, that's how it I is. I was so close to being in the sevens as well. I think that, okay, listen, we, I think that it has to be that your yours is totally fair. I just think it's like a really solid album. I think so too. I think like seven nine, knowing that you're seven six, like seven nine feels like an, an answer I'm more comfortable with. Or else I'll I'll hold my. No, you don't. You have to hold your own. Yeah. You love this band and you yes, love but this it's music. Really, but it, my love. It's not about <laughs> what I like. It's about what is good. And I think I think seven nine would have been there. Now I'm feeling peer pressure, <laughs> but. It's a great album. Any any final thoughts? Like, um, I just think Eddie, everyone should listen to it. It is a great album. Um, it's really deep. It's really fun to listen to, um, especially you elder emo, yes, <laughs> millennial. If you're like, like, if you're a grown up and you're like, what the hell is going on with life in the world? Life, just listen to this. Just listen to this. Mm -hmm. Actually, go listen to all their music. They this is a great album, but they have some songs, yes. some will... singles that are just. That I blast all the time. Yes. Or if Nate's having a bad day, I'll just turn it on yep. in the car, unspoken. And yeah. he's like, I needed this. This is a great yes. there, that we will At some point, we'll likely do Mother Nature because it is debatably my favorite album of all time. Which is, okay, I'm just going to point something out. This is not music that, music that you grow up with, it taints you. There's a nostalgia factor. That sure. like, this is music that I discovered. Yeah. Like, as an adult. And I have... Like I found this, their mother nature came out in law school and it, I was at a point where like I could decide what is good. Yeah. It wasn't just like, I, this is what I like. And so I just, I don't know. 
I think that they're a great band. And yeah. I think that they've, I don't know. I think you're just trying to prove that in an unbiased yeah, way. I'm trying to be unbiased here. Yeah. I, and I think that, I think that that's great. Um, you got to answer the final question. Bailey? Coming home by the Danger Summer. Does it slap? Oh, it totally slaps. It definitely slaps. This song, or this album slaps so hard. It's so great. There we go. I loved listening to it. I loved analyzing it. Um, makes me want to only listen to good music. Because right? <laughs> it was so good. Yes. Yeah, so we we started off with a kicker, for sure. Holy we, we have toddlers, so we don't always listen to good music. <laughs> Amen. But we would love to know what our listeners think. Yeah. Taylor, I know you're going to have some thoughts. Uh, I know you're excited to hear us review this. I'm sorry that we... Um, I'm not sorry, but a little bit that we rambled on for a whole hour, mm-hmm. which is not not like a bad time. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you're listening on to this in like one and a half speeds, which is like 45 minutes. Or yes, whatever, please, please do that. Um, but let us know if you like. Well, we we can totally change up the format and stuff. Like we'll brainstorm and stuff, and then also let us know what you think, and we will totally. If you send us, Taylor on his podcast did um, like audio notes. I don't think we'll do audio notes. Just because I'm not... Because we're lazy? Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know if I want to deal with that. So just, like, send me, like, voice text me. Or text me or Bailey. If you have thoughts, let us know. Um, and... Recommendations. Bailey, yes. Give us... Send us... If you want us to break down an album, we will hurt your feelings. Yes. And we won't pull our punches. But just because you like an album that's bad, it doesn't mean that you're a bad person it just means you like something that you like and i like lots of music that's bad i listened to some when i was in high school like i listened to like only white rappers and i'm not going to tell you that the music was good but i loved it well and i think that we just because you were um backing up i'm not going to cut that i'm not (laughs) i'm way too lazy all I'm going to say is just because you recommend it doesn't mean you have to listen to it either. Right. <laughs> Send us your recommendations, but also don't get your feelings hurt if I yeah, don't listen if you, to it. If anyone, I swear <laughs> to all that is holy, if you recommend me Coldplay or One Republic, <clears throat> Lexi, I will not. I will not. They have standards. <laughs> I have standards. Coldplay is hot poop of garbage. One Republic, I will not put them in the exact same conversation as Coldplay. Because it's offensive to Coldplay. I think you just lost all credibility with some listeners. I don't care. If they like Coldplay, don't listen to our podcast. I'm not afraid of saying that. Coldplay is garbage. I listen to all music, not Coldplay. Yeah, I listen to good music, not Coldplay. I would... Anyway, send us... I'd rather pull my teeth out than listen to Coldplay. You know what? Maybe for our 100th episode, we'll make Nate listen to a Coldplay album. If we make it to 100 episodes, we'll do Coldplay. There you go. And you know what? Maybe I'll come around. And that's a problem. Because I'm objective. Um, No, he is not. So encourage us to get to 100 so I can be tortured by Coldplay. I love it. Um, but last thing, Bailey, what's our next? We'll have – so just context. This is a Does It Slap episode. Our goal is to start moving towards multiple episodes a week because we like this. I don't know, Bailey, did you have fun? Oh, yeah. So I think we had a lot of fun. Um, we're going to be – you'll hear like a Love Mom and Dad episode, which is like an audio journal for our kids. You'll hear a um, – Maybe like a dad stuff podcast where I bring on a dad and we chat about dad stuff. Um, and maybe Bailey, I think Bailey wants to co-host that one with me. So we'll see what happens. Uh, she likes, like, doesn't like to be excluded. I don't. Um, so we'll see what happens. But um, in the, between 
after we do those, or maybe even before, we'll do another album. Um, maybe we'll do, maybe we'll do movies too. Maybe we'll do yeah, TV whatever, shows. Whatever we want. Yeah, this is our podcast, and if you don't like it, you can. Uh, yeah, I won't. Um, I won't say anything too rude or crass. But um, what's our next album? We are going to be doing Doom Days by Bestial. Doom Days. I'm excited to dig in that one. I introduced Bailey to Doom Days by Bastille. So. Yeah, well, I'm the one who can't stop listening to it, so yeah, I'd love well, to. Sounds like I'm the tastemaker. So <laughs> that's what it it's proven like. again. Uh, okay, well, anything you'd like to say to to the folks before we? Just a huge thank you to anyone who made it through <laughs> this entire podcast and is still listening. You are the real MVP. Seriously, if, <laughs> if you made it this far, like, please, I'm like not joking. Like, text me. If you're listening to this, you should have my phone number. Or if you, for some reason, you're listening to this and you don't have my phone number, DM me on Twitter and be and tell me the magic code. The magic code is what should the magic code be? Pineapple. Pineapple. Perfect. And this was Small Town Pizza Theater. You don't want to know how long it took us to come up with that. And to be honest, we're not totally married to it, <laughs> but it is what it is. And uh, thank you. This is a blast, right? Yep. This is a blast. Thanks, guys. Amazing. Take care. Thank you.